Hello, hello, everybody. This is Evelyn Zool, and we're back in the parlor for another episode. Today, we are going to talk about lucid dreams. But before I get into that, let's take a look at the transits and what's going on right now. Perhaps a little bit of a week ahead forecast. This week, the sun starts out at 24 degrees in Taurus and then ends the week at zero degrees Gemini. So that means that we're nearing the end of Taurus season and moving into the mutable air sign of Gemini, which is a fun time. And this week, we also have a Jupiter ingress into Taurus, which if you watched the monthly episode of my Muse House podcast interview, um, where I'm being interviewed by Ashlyn from the Muse House podcast, which is uploaded on YouTube, uh, the Mystic Parlor YouTube, you will know that we talk about it up there. However, I will give you a bit of a synopsis. So Jupiter moves into to Taurus. Any planet now that moves into a fixed sign being Taurus, Scorpio, Leo, or Aquarius will meet up with Pluto at the very entrance of that sign because Pluto has been going retrograde through Aquarius at zero degrees for a little bit. So every ingress, every planet that goes into a fixed sign is going to meet with either a square conjunction or opposition with Pluto, which is oh so fun. And the way that I explained the Jupiter square Pluto on the Muse House podcast interview was that it's kind of like a, well, this is just why we can't have nice things. Because Jupiter moving into Taurus in and of itself is a very opportunistic time for financial advancements for everyone and many people. Not only just financial, but it's a broadening of your understanding and awareness of what you value in life, Um, your understanding and intelligence around your resources. And when this planet Jupiter of expansion and growth meets with Pluto, which is um, the planet of the underworld, or the, the death, the death do us part planet, it brings up this experience, which is maybe more um, alarming or intense, I suppose, for lack of better words. I hate using the word intense, but with Pluto, because it's just, you know, it's, it's used often, but it really is. It's intense. It's deep. And all the things that we hear about Pluto. But with the square of Jupiter, we're going through a process of reevaluating our belief systems and also our faith for the future and humanity, and also for the planet Earth. It's a sort of wake-up call. It's also a coming-to awareness that we cannot continue to have a certain outlook on our physical reality without the repercussions of excess. And that just goes for every single person in various areas of your life. So depending on where zero degrees Taurus and Aquarius is in your chart, we'll have those themes of coming to terms with your relationship to excess in various areas of life. There's 12 houses, so it can be in one of the 12, or it will be in one of the 12 areas of life, which are the houses. So, you know, we can talk about general transits and mundane as, uh, mundane astrology, but when it comes to figuring out what it means for you specifically, you really have to understand your own birth chart. 
I use the Placidus house system because it works and because the timing makes sense and because it's more geographically or I should say astronomically accurate. But that's just me. Some people like to use whole sign. I just think that's further removing us from the astral location of where we are and the planet Earth and all the stars and planets and whatnot. But that's a conversation for a whole other day. The other things that are going on this week, let's see, we have the moon moving from Pisces into Cancer and the new moon on the clearly winging it right now I'm trying to figure out there you are Friday the 19th so the new moon is at 28 degrees 25 minutes Taurus at 8 53 a.m and if we take a look at that chart well I will take a look for us and report on what it says so the new moon at 28 degrees is right by well it's not right by Uranus it's a little under 10 degrees away but it's pretty close still it's making a trine to Pluto however and a sextile to Mars so Pluto and Mars have been going back and forth in opposition with one another which is an extremely empowering time and when the new moon is in Taurus it's of course, the beginning of things, planting of seeds, newness, it's a new cycle. And when it makes a trine to Pluto, it is kind of, it's what is it? It's, it's imagine pulling out weeds from the garden to leave a perfect hole to plant a seed. It's kind of like the perfect mix or the perfect combination of letting go of something that just fits perfectly for something new and so it's a seamless transfer between one avenue into another and the new moon in Taurus is a, building a new relationship with our physical selves our body our senses our sense of aesthetic as well our relationship to beauty and art and the material plane around us. So it's a good time to start new projects. Really, it's a good time to start new um, uh, projects that you've been wanting to do that maybe are in the realm of art, artistic projects, gardening, planting for us in the Northern Hemisphere, um, things like that. What else is going on this week? We also have Mars ingressing into Leo on the 20th. So Mars ingressing into Leo, and for all of my tarot enthusiasts who are familiar with the planetary and astrological associations, know that Mars Leo is associated with the Seven of Wands. And the Seven of Wands is associated with the term victory, success, accolades, the competitive spirit, and the desire to win and receive glory for our own efforts. So Mars and Leo is a fantastic time for us to put forth more effort into our own personal endeavors and what we want to accomplish. It can give us an added boost in confidence and also allow us to feel more energized to accomplishing our goals. So Mars Leo is a wonderful ingress. And again, that happens on the 20th, Saturday. But of course, like I mentioned, Every planet that ingresses into a fixed sign will meet 
with Pluto. So that means that when Mars moves into Leo at zero degrees, it's going to meet in opposition with Pluto retrograde. And that's going to create more tension, a more desperate need for acquiring success. It's going to push us into a state of either having to be successful or what is the opposite of that with Pluto? It's death. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, obviously, we're not all going to be battling life or death on the 20th. However, it can feel that way or can be as dramatic as that sounds internally for us. So something to consider, just be on alert. Mars and Leo is a high energy, high impact time for competition, um, games, taking risks. And this can also be what ushers in the need to take a daring risk into a new direction is that Mars-Pluto opposition, it just gives you this extra oomph that you need to take on really difficult tasks. All right, let's get into lucid dreams. The way this came up was that I was at Moonwind yesterday talking with Mika, lovely Mika May, who owns Moonwind, which is a really lovely boutique out in Landers, California, in the Mojave Desert by Joshua Tree. And we started talking about dreams and just consciousness and how the blend of reality can feel very different in a dream versus in a hypnotic state versus in a maybe induced state, um, you know, with hallucinogens. And the subtlety with which dreaming is based off of is so delicate when it comes to your conscious mind that it's like you just have to merely allow your mind to go into one direction and then poof, you're awake. Or you just find yourself in a whole new dream space. And I think that's really fascinating to think about. And I don't understand why that is. I would really love to know more about why there's such a subtle energy in dreams where when you're dreaming and let's say you're in a lucid dream where you are, you're, you're vibing, you're in it, you're in a dream, you're having a good time, but then a thought form pops in. It's like a conscious, your ego consciousness pops in. And then it all turns to shit or it all, you wake up or it's just over. Um, that's what happened to me in my experiences. So what's a lucid dream? A lucid dream is a dream where you are lucid, meaning you are fully cognizant of the fact that you are dreaming and you have total control over your subconscious realm. There are multiple there there are different levels of lucid dreaming. A lot of times people will think that they're lucid dreaming simply because they are conscious in their dream. But that doesn't cut it. That's not being completely lucid. You can have dreams where you are you and you know you're you, and you know who you are, and you have all of your waking thoughts with you, your same preferences, your same beliefs, your same ideas about certain people and topics and things like that. However, you don't realize you're dreaming. Also, to go even lower on the echelon of dreams, there is the even down lower than that, I suppose, is when you just have complete 
no like completely no control over anything in the dream and you don't even realize you're dreaming and it's um you're not yourself you have no control over what you say um but uh, yeah I don't know you get you know you're just kind of automatic like a robot functioning in this space um there should be a term for in between lucid and not completely lucid because that is definitely a different category I would say versus the general basic dream that a lot of us have where it's like problem solving we're just kind of watching a movie you're just following the plot line without any uh, say or interjection with your will and how things go about. Um, But then there's that, like I'm mentioning, that one level just below lucid where you're having thoughts, you're having ideas, you're kind of like, well, this is kind of effed up. Why would I do this? This is kind of strange. But you're, you know, you're having those sorts of questions You're like, what the heck is going on? Why would this person do this? What is this person doing here? Where did you come from? You know, you're having those real sort of uh, lucid or waking life conscious questions, but yet you don't put it together that it's because you're dreaming. So that you still are just in a state of confusion about what's happening around you. In the lucid dream... You are fully conscious that you are in a dream. You're very aware. You're um, able to move freely and go wherever you choose um, and interact with whoever you want. You're, you are able to will things into existence. Um, it's a very different state. Some people seem to go there all the time and some people never do so I think it just depends on you know everyone's different and I don't think it has anything to do with um anyone's spirituality or like level of spirituality like it doesn't have anything to do with like how spiritual you are or how you know where you are in the hierarchy of um greatness as a person it just is or isn't and I don't think it's for everyone and I don't think it's necessary for everyone to even explore um however if you want to try to explore this state of consciousness I will explain some ways that you can do that and there are some very tried and true practices that you can do in your waking life that will help you to ingrain or seed or plant into your unconscious mind this idea of questioning your reality. So for instance, one of the best things that you can do if you wear, especially if you wear a watch or a digital clock a digital watch would be best, like a smart smart watch. Looking every time you look at your watch, you ask yourself, am I dreaming? Every time you look at your phone, let's say the calculator, numbers, it's really numbers that get messed up, um, or on a text message, you ask yourself, am I dreaming? Um... Another thing is looking at your hands, like making a point to look at your hands throughout the day and then ask yourself, am I dreaming? Another good one is turning on and off a light switch. Every single time you turn a light switch on or off, you ask yourself, am I dreaming? This is how you can plant that idea of questioning your reality into your waking life and it works a hundred percent what also works is mugwort mugwort is extremely heightening for the subconscious mind the one and only time I fully 
entered a lucid dream state on my own in that way. Because I've done it twice. And I'll explain the second. There's another alternative way you can do it, which is um, not as traditional, but it works. And I was pleasantly surprised that it did. But the first way that I did this, and it was when I was in college, I smoked mugwort every day, um, did the whole, I had a digital clock at the time, which I love and I think I got rid of. And I have, I'm a Taurus moon, so I have an emotional connection with my things. And I don't know why I got rid of that clock, because that's the clock that helped me lucid dream and I should not have gotten rid of it because it worked perfectly fine and I had other mystical experiences with it but I digress anyway I had this digital clock and you know my my habit was waking up in the morning looking at the clock to see what time it was to see if I was late for class and then going about my day so every morning when I woke up I would look at my clock and ask myself, am I dreaming? No, I'm not dreaming. And I also, I remember, I just remembered, I would record myself at night. I had a voice recorder and I would record myself at night just to see if I, I don't know, talked or said stuff. Maybe it was like prophetic or if there was like a spooky spook (laughs) in the room with me. Um, Yeah, it's just always been how I am. And yeah, and then one day, one night, I woke up in my dream, which is also kind of an indicator that you are gonna enter a lucid dream um whenever I've woken up in a dream it ends up being one of the most influential and memorable dreams that have that stick with me my entire life and I'll just yeah every time I wake up in a dream that's when that's when real stuff happens so anyway I woke up in my dream, I look at the clock and I see that the numbers are going matrix style. And in my brain, I'm like, ding, ding, ding. Oh my God, it's happening. I'm dreaming. I got so excited. I jumped out of bed. I ran into the hallway to look for my roommates to tell them I was lucid dreaming um, because I was so excited. I wanted to tell somebody, like the little Libra that I am. And obviously no one was around because it was a dream. And I was like, oh, right, I'm dreaming. No one's here. It's me. And I go back into the bedroom and I start levitating because I'm like, I want to fly. So I, and it's just so instant. I just thought I want to fly and my feet started levitating. And then I started thinking, oh, shoot, what if this is reality? What if I'm not dreaming? What if I get stuck here forever? Oh my gosh, what if I'm trapped in my unconscious? And then immediately my feet landed on the ground again. And I was like, okay, no, 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 no. I can't go down that rabbit hole. That is a deep, dark place that I don't want to enter. So then I thought, okay, what else do I want to do? And I thought, I want to go see the universe, obviously. And so I ran out of the bedroom, ran down the hallway. The hallway turned into a huge, beautiful atrium with black and white checkered floors. And then I jump off the balcony and fly into the sky, never to be seen again. Um, I wish, no, I just disappeared. And then I don't remember what happened, unfortunately. So the lucidity didn't stay with me uh, for that one. But that was my experience. That was my moment. I was so excited that it worked. 
And then I kind of, you know, I get excited about things and then I do it and then I'm like, okay, I'm done with that. I'm over it. What else? So I didn't really explore that much afterwards until recently. So this was like that last experience was probably, it was like in 2007, maybe 2008. It was a long time ago. Wait. When did I graduate college? I think I graduated in 09. Yeah, okay. So it was like 08, I think. And so the last time that I did it, and there's an alternative way to do it. There's a second method that I just found out, and it actually works, and it's pretty cool. So there's this thing called the gateway tapes. And... The gateway tapes are these subconscious study tapes. There's, um, they're categorized by waves. So there's, oh gosh, I'm going to like butcher all this. There's, no, there's eight tapes. And then there's like multiple waves in each tape. And this whole tape project was created in the late 60s and early 70s by the Monroe Institute to help people to learn how to astral project. And the Monroe Institute was studied by the CIA to understand the realm of the conscious mind or the unconscious mind rather and this was back when the CIA was testing um, remote viewing for the military because the Russians are doing it so why shouldn't they um so there's a whole uh undisclosed or yeah was it yeah undisclosed doc CIA document now that has a full report on the gateway tapes and their efficacy. Let's see. Let me just um, see if I can. Oh, here we go. I found it. Gateway analysis CIA, 1977. So... The you can read it, it was published in 2003, um, October 9th, <laughs> June 9th, June 9th. Um, wait, if it goes month, so it's year day month or year month day, I don't know, maybe it's October 9th. If it's October 9th, that'd be pretty wild because that's my birthday. Um, anyway. So it was released by the Department of the Army, um, U.S. Army Intelligence and Security Command, Fort George, Meade, Maryland, 20755. You can find this document online. It's a PDF. And it's just a full report on these gateway tapes by Wayne M. McConnell. And he goes into just a explanation of hypnosis. What is hypnosis? Um, transcendental meditation, the you know prefrontal cortex and what that does. Kundalini psychosis or transcendence. What's the difference? Biofeedback. The gateway and hemisync experience. So I'll read to you what it says. Now that we have briefly profiled the basic mechanics of the principal techniques for altering or expanding consciousness, which share some of the objective and or methods employed in the gateway experience, we may proceed to focus on what that technique actually involves. Fundamentally, the gateway experience is a training system designed to bring enhanced strength, focus, and coherence to the amplitude and frequency of brainwave output between the left and right hemisphere, so as to alter consciousness, 
moving it outside the physical sphere so as to ultimately escape even the restrictions of time and space. Can you imagine? The, it's like some lieutenant typing this up. The, prince, the participant then gains access to the various levels of intuitive knowledge which the universe offers. What differentiates the gateway experience from forms of meditation is its use of the hemi-sync technique, which is defined in a monograph by Monroe Institute trainer Melissa Jager as a state of consciousness defined when the EEG patterns of both hemispheres are simultaneously equal in amplitude and frequency. So what these tapes do is they're set essentially binaural beats. They're the OG binaural beats. And they emit a frequency in both ears so that when you're hearing them in both ears, you are activating a third tone in your mind because that's what your brain does is it merges what the left and the right ear hears into um like it goes you know the right brain controls the left ear the left brain controls the right ear or the right part of the body so what they're doing is that they are merging the two hemispheres of your brain to activate it kind of light it up in an ultra ultra conscious state and so the Monroe Institute, you can look that up too. They're still around. You can find the tapes on the Monroe Institute or you can find leaked copies of them, which I suggest everyone does because it's all, you know, it's all um, like basically public domain at this point. Or it should be because the main dude is gone. Um, and... They have a lucid dreaming portion where it walks you through how to go into a lucid dream. And I did that. I did this tape not expecting anything. But so it just, you know, it's like it's a hypnosis tape essentially and with binaural beats. But it's not, they're not beats. They're binaural tones, I should say. And the tones will... Um, inflect greater frequency and lower him down based off of what he's saying and then there's also like swooshing ocean sounds in the background so it really kind of discombobulates your sense of self and when I first listened to these tapes I had a very visceral experience in my somatic body I for sure felt a like something lit up like it felt like I was in tune or kind of like I had, you know, like raw milk for the first time or purified water or something. Like something was unblocked in my prefrontal cortex. Um, so there's a whole community around these tapes and these tapes are becoming more and more popular which I'm pretty pumped about because it's, um, I think that this is really the next phase in our human evolution, which is the ability to harness the unconscious mind um, in a pragmatic way, in a very grounded sort of detailed and systematic way where there's like tried and true processes to help us become more in tune with our unconscious minds and I think the gateway tapes do a really great job at doing that um so the lucid dreaming portion if I can remember exactly was someone uh, walking you into a, a relaxed state so it's kind of like a traditional hypnosis induction where you're going into relaxation and then he's asking you to start visualizing things and imagining things and creating scenes. And I kind of, I, I jumped out of it. I went into a hypnagogic state and then woke up on a ship 
with Bart Simpson flying along the ceiling of the ship. It's like a Mayflower. And we were all in the bottom part of the ship. And Bart Simpson was swinging all over the place. And Mo was spraying beer everywhere. It was chaos. And I'm watching this scene. And I think to myself, I've dreamt this before. And there was a being next to me that I was talking to. I was like, I've had this dream before. And then it clicked. And I was like, oh my God, it's a dream. Um, And then I woke up. And I thought that was pretty profound of an experience for having just listened to that tape for the first time for, what, 20 minutes or something? Um, To go into a lucid dream state so quickly. And I think that's probably essentially what hypnosis is to some extent, like a regression, for instance, um, past life regression and age regression, ancestral healing regressions or womb regressions, because your conscious mind is still there. You're still awake, you're still aware, however, your unconscious mind is just turned all the way up, so you just have more access to the unconscious information. But again, in that lucid dream, the same thing happened, where it was like, uh, it's so subtle again, I just like can't not say that. So it's like when you, you barely even have to think something, like all you have to do is just like that's how like like just barely even nudge your mind into one direction and then it immediately shifts everything so the 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 wall or the veil within dreams is very thin and yeah that was that was um my those are my only two like major lucid dream experiences and um do I feel like doing more of it I think so I don't feel totally compelled to spend a lot of my time in that realm um because I just don't know what I do I feel like I can go into that space through hypnosis fine and that's like good enough but if you're someone who wants to explore that, I definitely recommend, they're called Hemi-Sync Lucid Dream Tapes, the gateway experience. Hemi-Sync Lucid Dreaming Series. And I don't think this is like a main series that they have. Okay, here we go. I'm just going to clarify. There's eight waves. So if you imagine like eight CD um, sets and each set has like six CDs within them and it goes in that order. So it's a lot of, it's what, like six, yeah, like six times eight like 36 or something 48 um so it's 48 different hypno um recordings that you work your way up to astral project so that you can spy on enemy military bases and get secrets for the united states government (laughs) um or expand your consciousness and be a better human for yourself and open up your creative mind and become a god on earth and create and manifest out of your own will and image but whatever you want to do you can do anything it's up to you the um the gateway experience has a bit of a following and it's really interesting to talk about 
with other people. I really like sharing experiences. Um, there's a Reddit thread that's pretty active where people ask a lot of cool questions like, hey, anyone else see uh, disembodied beings and voices just like floating around in your third eye when you're <laughs> in wave through CD2? Um, it's, it's a fun little group that I imagine is going to expand more and more as Saturn continues its sojourn through Pisces. <laughs> um, you know, Saturn and Pisces, the scientific exploration of the unconscious world, uh, the, um, pragmatic approach to the ethereal plane, the structuring of the unconscious mind, you know, gateway experience. That's the way to go. Saturn and Pisces. So those are my experiences. That is what I have to say. Starting it out light. We're going to start, we're starting out light. One little Step at a time in the unconscious realm before we get to 8MK Ultra Mind Control, CIA PSYOPs, the fun stuff. I mean, this is a little bit like that. This is kind of a pair. This is a little bit of a dash of that because of the fact that the CIA had studied this gateway experience and wrote a full-on report about it, basically confirming that this stuff is real and works and that there is actually a alternate realm that we can access with our unconscious minds through hypnosis and to astral project. <laughs> so, you know, hey, maybe I'll read. I <laughs> think this is just so fascinating. Maybe I'll read one more little excerpt from the CIA We'll see something that is highlighted. It says, um, Quantum mechanics tells us that when distances go below Planck's distance, which is 10 to the negative 33 squared cm, we enter, in effect, a new world. To return to our case in point, the human consciousness wave pattern reaches such high frequency that the pattern of clickouts comes so close together that there is virtually continuity, virtual continuity in it. Then a portion of that consciousness is actually postulated to establish and maintain its information collection function in those dimensions located between time and space and the absolute, which is capital AID. Thus, as the almost continuous click-out pattern established itself in continuous phase at speeds below Planck's distance, but before reaching the state of total rest, human consciousness passes through the looking glass of time-space after the fashion of Alice beginning her journey into Wonderland. The gateway experience, with its associated hemisync techniques, is apparently designed, if used systematically and patiently to enable human consciousness to establish a coherent pattern of perception in those dimensions where speeds below Planck's distance apply. This holds true irrespective of whether the individual is exercising his consciousness while in his physical body or whether he's doing so after having separated that consciousness from the physical body, i.e. the so-called out-of-body state mentioned earlier. And then there's diagrams of like brains and waves and what they mean and what the absolute is and like a hologram and how we live in a hologram and time and space <laughs> and we're in a Taurus and such fascinating stuff. Um, so, oh, there we go, and then it gets into remote viewing, live body mapping, you know, just stuff that the CIA has been researching since the 70s, and 
not letting us know about, but using it against us for marketing and propaganda to get us to buy shit and then be like coherent little slaves that we are and just like work for the IRS and keep feeding them money so they can keep fighting wars. <sighs> anyway, that's why I think it's so important to use this technology um, almost like a big F you to these hierarchy systems that have been using it against us this whole time when we could have been using it to elevate human consciousness which is what we're doing now and which is my purpose for this passion project the mystic parlor so i hope you enjoyed those 45 minutes with me and that you will look into the gateway experience and do some exploration on your own. Dream journaling, of course, is a really fantastic way to just get to having more vivid and lucid dreams. Not necessarily lucid, but just more vivid. I guess I'm going to say one more thing before I completely go, because I just reminded myself about <laughs> dream journaling. Um, and it's, it's something that definitely helps to build a strong connection to your unconscious mind. Because when you do dream journaling, you are verbalizing what is typically nonverbal or experiential. So you're further breaking it down or crystallizing it into the third dimension when you write down your dreams in your own words. So you're building a conscious unconscious connection through that process. So when you write your dreams down, you're building a dialogue between your unconscious mind so that you can have a better understanding of how it functions in the dream state. So, you know, everyone is different in the way that they navigate their unconscious mind. Um, and not everyone is able to see clearly when they close their eyes or visualize, which is really the biggest technique that you have to build or develop for yourself in order to have these experiences. You have to develop or build your imaginative abilities, your ability to imagine something in your mind's eye 360 degrees, full circle, completely, totally, 100% around, the color, the depth, the dimension. And that is what's really helpful, too, to build that stronger unconscious connection or even just developing a stronger intuit, um, not intuition, but a stronger imagination so that you can um, just hold on to imagery longer and more efficiently when you're doing dream work. I think that, so I used to draw, I used to draw still life, like um, photorealistic, and which is like a past life, a past past life of mine. I've done so many things. I was an artist and I just never considered myself one, but I used to be able to draw like photorealistic. I maybe still can. But um, I feel like that that's what really helped me to develop my imaginative mind or my, I know that there's another term for this, but it's basically just like being able to picture something in your brain. Um, but I, that definitely helped. So if you can do that, just like start drawing from memory, that also will help build a stronger foundation for your imaginative self your imaginative brain. So like something as simple as a, a cup, you know, like draw from your imagination the depth of that cup, the shade, the texture, what it looks like, the color, um, the way the light falls onto it. And that's very much going to help to develop that. Okay, I'm going to stop saying develop that. And end it here. I think that's all I've got. It's strange just talking into a microphone with no one saying anything back because I do like the back and forth, but um, 
And this would be the time where I take questions. <laughs> but I guess uh, this is going to be on Spotify, so you have the ability to ask me questions. You can write in questions for me to answer for the next episode. I'll probably be doing these sporadically. Um, there's no rhyme or reason. And that is exactly why I decided to do this podcast on my own, because I just wanted the freedom to be able to hop on, talk about something that interests me in the moment, and then be gone. So uh, some updates. I have, uh, you can book an astrology or hypnosis session with me. Uh, You can book a past life regression with me and womb regression, age regression, Um, ancestral lineage regression, which is something that I've had the pleasure of doing, but haven't had enough pleasure. And I would like more pleasure from that. So if you want to explore your ancestral lineage, if you feel like you've got some blocks or some buildups there that you're having a really hard time just breaking through that you know is not yours, but is just a part of the drama of the family history in the past of, you know, what what your lineage has gone through, then give me a call. Come my way. Let's figure it out. I'd love to dig into that with you. Other than that, look out for the week ahead post, which is always posted on Magic of Eye, which is an incredible astrology journal that is beautifully constructed on vegan leather look at me i'm their hype girl now because i also write for them and uh is available in all time zones i believe most time zones and also they just dropped a digital calendar that you can sync with any calendar um, that you use like on your phone google calendar i think the ios one so don't miss out on that and then also don't miss out on my youtube channel that has more stuff on it monthly astrology updates with ashlyn where we go into some more mundane aspects and also more like current events and contemporary things we've got an episode coming out very soon about chemtrails and um what else do i have going on i can never remember i don't know this share with all your friends tell everyone tell everyone about it um very glad that you're here and you've listened to the end have a great night or day or what have you and until next time